0: Don't forget to drink your water. La 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 la, dum dum Yeah, that's life, I guess. Anywho, anywho. back to another episode of Broken Apples. Fucking weird-ass podcast with me, Bebo, as your host and one and only person on this podcast so far. Uh, for those that didn't listen to the first episode, you didn't miss anything because I will not be talking about the same shit at all. <laughs> it's been a month. Um... There's no link between the episodes, I just talk about random shit because I'm bored and I have nothing better to do with my life. I should be studying, I should be sleeping, but we're here. So, welcome back, Um, strap in and strap on, ladies and gentlemen and friends beyond the binary. Let's go. So yes, um, yet another episode with... No fucking idea what I'm gonna talk about. Actually, okay, that's a, that's a lie. I brainstormed a bit, like thirty minutes ago, for ideas, and I found ideas, and now I'm gonna talk about them. Um, literally the most random shit ever. Anywho, what's what's really great I find is that people can listen to this anytime. Um, of course, this is only episode two of. I hope a lot more episodes. If I find the time and the energy and the m- motivation to actually do the stuff, um, but yes, this is uh, this is what it is. I guess it's uh, it's the life of you know. Oh, I just replayed, clicked play on the my music, um, like that. I have like a, I have some some stuff to listen to while I'm recording. Anywho because i i'm gonna be speaking for an hour or so so you know i need to keep myself entertained and um yeah i don't know to me it's uh it's kind of fun but uh oh well you don't hear any of it anyway so the, the fuck do you care um <laughs> but yeah no uh what else What's what is going on in life right now nothing much start of semester two lectures going well going strong super fucking fascinating my gods you have to like if i could recommend studying art history uh to anybody i would recommend it to absolutely everyone because it's so fascinating it's so interesting the stuff that is talked about is insane Mm -hmm. right now is my phone vibrating i'm sorry i will put this in, in 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 airplane mode um and now we are back um, (laughs) yes, art history, yes, that's what I was talking about, um, so pretty much, god, my chair is so uncomfortable, um, I need a better chair, oh well, the, the stuff that, (laughs) I'm getting so sidetracked, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, so just FYI, this is not a planned thing, I don't plan everything I say, Um, so, you gotta get ready for twists and turns and other random shit that I decide to talk about. Yeah. Um, I probably have ADHD as well. Uh, to the point where people have told me that I have ADHD. I don't even know for sure. I have not been diagnosed. Um, I would like to, but last time I tried to get diagnosed, my doctor was like, diagnosed i've known you since you were a kid you're not you don't have adhd if you had it i would have known a long time ago and uh you're an adult now anyways adults don't have adhd yada 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 it was so heartwarming that my doctor would say that so yeah (laughs) fun fun stuff um what was i talking about art history art history um yeah the my my lectures now are going to be about um studying, I hope you didn't hear me swallow. I'm sorry if you did. It's going to be a regular thing. Um, but <laughs> um, yeah, so the first semester was all focused on going from the year 400 to about um, 1800. It was all 400 to 1800. The whole semester just sweeping through the entire period of time. Very, very interesting stuff. But now, uh, now I'm getting into the long 19th century, so pretty much 19th century, so 1800 to 1900. But it's called the long 19th century because it, if you want to talk about the cultural and the artistic ideas behind the 19th century, um, it actually started right after the end of the French Revolution, so 1786, I believe. Uh, all the way up to the beginning of the first world war. So it's like a hundred years with an extra thirty years on each side, well fifteen on each side, so an extra thirty years total. And um, yeah, it's a it's a pretty hefty boy uh, the ni- the 19th century uh, with a lot of new advances, a lot of new ideas in art, um, a lot of like the the main kind of idea was, getting away from the rules of art and and uh, kind of moving away from making art that can be recognizable from an intellectual point of view so instead of having art that reflected mythology and biblical figures and so on figures that you needed to have the knowledge of to be able to recognize them and, and scenes that you'd have to know to be able to understand. Um, the 19th century focused a lot more so on romanticism, so much more on the feelings and how do you convey emotions? How do you convey feelings to an audience? And this was done in many ways. And one of which I found absolutely fascinating is um, depicting major events in people's lives that they have witnessed um so for example looking at uh francisco goya and his painting on the i believe it's the 3rd of may 1808 um that's the name of the painting and it was published in 1809 i believe um don't quote me but look up goya 1808 or 1809 and you'll find it um and it's a scene of napoleonic soldiers murdering and executing uh, Spanish citizens and Spanish rebellion uh, forces. Um, and it was an absolutely terrifying event. Uh, tons of people died. Uh, tons of Spanish people died. And, and um, this was one of the more modern paintings, one of the the first modern paintings where it, it was considered as such uh, and absolutely horrifying to depict. Um because it was really a scene that was known so well. And another painting was, for example, the, um, the raft of the Medusa, which is a scene that depicts, I'd say about 15 to 20 people that are on like a, a raft made of just random pieces of wood. And this one sail uh, in the middle of the sea, just desperate for being saved, desperate to escape, but they can't escape their predicament. And you already see dead bodies on the ship. And there are like some of the people that are kind of reaching out to the sky in a sign of hope. Um, and that scene actually refers back to the event of a, a, a major ship that, um, that, that sunk and that carried 140 passengers, and they all died. And these passengers were from all types of social classes. There were military people, there were um, enslaved people as well. There were uh, just regular citizens, working class people and so on. And they all died and it was a terrible tragedy. And uh, that painting of the raft in the middle of the sea with everybody doomed really reinforced that and uh, conveyed these emotions. It was really, really shocking. And uh, another one of the paintings that I find really, really interesting is um, by Turner um, who depicts the Temeraire, the Temeraire, I don't know, a British warship um, like a sailing warship, a massive wooden ship that is being pulled by a tugboat. So you know 19th century industrial Revolution it's a, it's a steam-powered tugboat dragging behind or dragging in front of this this massive uh, flagship of the British Navy that is being taken and dragged through the Thames to be decommissioned and to be deconstructed. And that ship was massive, it was a huge symbol of the Royal Navy and the power of the Royal Navy at that time. And what was really impactful is that Thousands of B- British citizens saw that happen. They saw that that ship being towed and tugged away um, to be deconstructed, and uh, it's a really impressive painting. And that also was one of the beginnings of, uh, or is considered at least one of the beginnings of impressionist paintings, uh, with uh, Turner's depiction of the sky just full of colors. Um, so I highly recommend. kind of go check out turner's paintings it's really really interesting um and also what's also very interesting is especially in turner's painting that um separation between the old and the new the steam-powered tugboat pulling behind a sailing vessel um and so it's also this this separation that comes into the, the the role of modernity in art in the 19th century and that really shows that uh depiction in a way I hope this all makes sense and I hope it's interesting enough I find it absolutely fascinating and if you don't that's totally fine you do you um but hey you might leave this podcast a bit smarter or you might leave this podcast a bit dumber um either way you know you'll be leaving this podcast anyways (laughs) whether it's now or when the (laughs) or when the episode is done (laughs) so oh well but uh Overall, I'm very, very happy about the the studies I'm doing and the program I'm doing. and uh, yeah, I looking into art is super fascinating and I, I recommend art. I recommend learning more about art to many people. I mean, I already talked about art in the last episode, so I don't want to drag it on too much. but uh, I feel like it's also a good way to start the podcast, like to introduce some of the stuff and even though there's no link to what I'm going to talk about next, it's uh, I think it's pretty interesting. And it's also comforting in a way. Um, for me, it's like something to fall back on. If I have nothing else to talk about, I can always just talk about art history because it's a subject I'm passionate about. Um, yeah. But I guess what I did want to talk about today was some, some things that, you know, you have to face in life and, you know, becoming an adult and adulting as the verb i love that verb it's amazing you could describe it for anything um just recently i bought wine glasses so now i have my own personal wine glasses and you know for relatively cheap and um, it's weird but also i didn't want to drink wine from like mugs that i have um so it's much more fancy now Even though they're like cheap classes, it's it's very fancy. And it feels like, you know, oh, adults do that. I'm doing that now. Hmm. What makes you an adult? That's a very good question. What can you do to become an adult? Because, you know, of course there is that age of 18 in the majority of the worlds where at 18 you become an adult. Um, But that's not really like. It's only a, a a legal kind of parameter. But if we want to talk about a social parameter or a cultural parameter, it can be very, very different for many different countries in the world. And, um, you know, what makes you an adult? Very good question. Um, some would say, you know, leaving the family home, uh, living alone, becoming financially independent is a very big part of becoming an adult, I think. Um, but also, is it just doing all kinds of things on your own, even if you're still financially supported by your parents, like going through administrative processes and, I don't know, renovating or, like, furnishing your room or furnishing your apartment? Um, or at the point where I think I think I really think that definitely living away from the family home, um, regardless of how far, that's already a very big step. Um Especially if you're going to another country. That's a that's a huge step and it definitely plays a big part of being autonomous and having to do things for yourself. Um, if you move to another country it's being registered in that city, having a new address, um, sometimes, you know, opening a new bank account in that in that country. Um those things are all kind of factors, I guess. Um and uh it's a, it's a pretty pretty intriguing kind of concept, really. What is an adult? You know? I should have looked up the definition before I started talking about it. But now it's too late, so I'm just neck deep into it, you know? <laughs> but uh, yeah. Anywho, let's take a water break. You should stay hydrated. Yummy. I apologize for the water sounds, but you're going to have to deal with it, unfortunately. And I'm going to put my water bottle back on the table. That was very loud. <laughs> I'm very sorry. I tried to do it as softly as possible. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think it's also interesting, the concept of being an adult, especially in, in media. And not media per se, but in the movie industry. And in this like series and in movies, you know, the, the issue of... of becoming an adult and becoming responsible is very, very um, popular and common in in movies and TV shows. And uh, But then, you know, movies are always idealized and there's always a ton of other kind of situations where you have to mature um, and sometimes these characters have to mature very fast depending on the environment they're in. Um, Like, I just recently binge-watched The Last of Us, the first four episodes, and absolutely insane. I mean, Pedro Pascal and uh, Bella Ramsey, insane actors. Pedro, very, very hot guy. Um, As you all may know, I hope you know. Um, But... It's a, it's a really, really good series, and uh, it also, it doesn't really talk about becoming an adult, but it's, a, it's more about maturing uh, with uh, the story of this 14-year-old um, who, I don't want to really spoil what I've seen so far, because it may be that some of you may not have watched anything. Um, but... She's different from everybody else. How shocking. The common trope of the child is different and has an ability that nobody else has. Ooh la la. Um, Which, I get it. You know, it's a bit of a rundown trope. But the series is also... It's a series of a video game. So, you know, to be fair, they didn't really have to look far to invent something entirely new. The video game did all of that. Um, And I haven't played the video game, so I have no idea how far or how close to the video game the TV show actually is. But from the very few opinions I've heard, it's not too bad. Um, And the creator of the, the game was also involved into the making of the TV series, so. You can assume that there is definitely some proximity at least to the main storyline of the video game but yeah talking about the how this this girl has to mature in in the world she's in uh, this post-apocalyptic kind of world um yeah again also a very very common movie trope the post-apocalyptic girl or guy having to fight through and uh, survive. There's some good and some less good versions of that trope. Um, some have been milked to the bone, like The Walking Dead, for example, a series that I completely binge-watched D- during COVID lockdowns. I watched nine se- nine seasons in a month and a half, which granted is not very healthy, but it made everything so much more interesting than just next week you will still be in lockdown because of COVID. So at that time, I really wanted there to be like a zombie apocalypse. It would make everything much more fun. But, eh, you know, you gotta have a minimum of realism in life. But the scary thing about The Last of Us is it makes you think that this could maybe happen as well now i am not at all a scientist or or virologist is that a word there probably is a word for somebody who studies viruses probably not a virologist but yeah um i mean in the last of us it's not exactly a virus it's a mushroom that spreads and that takes control of the brain and slowly eats out the human body from within but just enough to feed itself and still be able to control the human body and the first scene the very first scene of The Last of Us is these two commentators on a um, like a show on, a, on, on the set of a show of a TV show or a TV program, I should say. and they're talking about the possibility behind you know um, a whole kind of virus or infection in the world and what would happen and what could be possible. And one of the scientists on the show states that you know mu- this mushroom has been studied to take over ants. And so they um, manage to enter the ant's brain and start feeding on the brain, but also injecting the brain with psilocybin, this uh, psychoactive substance that makes you hallucinate. And through that, it starts to control the ant's body to its own will. And the issue is that these mushrooms can't survive in a temperature that's above... I believe it was um, 39 degrees Celsius. And then another scientist says, yes, okay, but what if it had to evolve? What if, let's say, for example, the temperature of the Earth were to rise up, and then that fungus would have to mutate to be able to survive? And to be honest... My limited knowledge of mutation is that a being or like um, any kind of live organism cannot willingly mutate to overcome any kind of setting. However, um, through natural selection and through um, random mutations, It can happen, and uh, natural selection will then just gradually kill off whatever doesn't survive, whatever isn't strongest to the environment, and uh, this could also happen. But in the show, they definitely say it more of what if the fungus mutates as if it's of its own accord, which I really don't think that's how it works, but yeah, um you know what if that happened what if we had that fungus that spread in the entire world what would happen because we don't have any 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 antibodies or any antiviruses that can kill a mushroom so it's interesting it's definitely interesting but yeah it's a, it's a, it's a nice show it's a Full of a bunch of different things. Very good cast. And. uh, Worth it. I think. If you want to just. Get away from. From. From life. If you want to. Take a step back from. Everything that's happening around the world. You know. Give it a shot. And. um, Yeah. It's a. It's something. It's something. Definitely. I, I. 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 I can't wait for the next episode now, but I have to wait. The issue is that if you binge watch, like I could so easily binge watch shows in their entirety. But what's annoying is that they release episodes periodically, not all at once. So now I have to wait and that's kind of annoying. Um, It's happened in the past that I binge watched half of a show and then I had to wait. And then I just never finished it because I waited too long and then I would just didn't get into it anymore. Oh well, life, you live and you learn, or nowadays you fuck around and you find out. But yeah, I think that to come back a little bit on adulting and living alone, um, I don't live alone per se. I have three roommates. They're all really kind and great roommates. Um, I get along with with all of them, um, there is, uh, it is pretty fun to be able to live like kind of on your own, I guess, semi on your own, um, because I'm still, you know, in my room and most of the time, I guess, when I'm not home, I'm not in my room, but when I am home, most of the time I'll be in my room, um, or I'll just be cooking for myself and, uh, it's, it's pretty cool it's a uh, it's healthy as well to kind of detach from everyone and have your own safe space being able to decorate everything how you want yeah I'm I'm just getting more and more plants that I'm very happy about it's really nice because it's they, 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 they add a lot, I think plants are very underrated um, if you don't know what to do with your room, get a plant get two plants, get three get four, and then never stop getting plants you know that's just how it should be. Um, yeah. It's it's very cool. And and being able to, you know, get up at whatever time of the day, take a shower whenever the fuck you want. Um, like, granted, you don't want to smell bad for other people. But I, I have a very... I don't have a schedule for when I do things. So, like, I'll have dinner at 1 a.m., Last year I would shower at like 2 a.m. or something or then I shower the next morning at like 7 and then the next day I shower at like 2 p.m. I don't know. This is very useless information for you, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's oh, my chair. Um, it's, um, I don't know, living alone is, is pretty fun. I have friends that live like absolutely alone that are in an apartment. And that's also a thing. I think if I did that, I would be so irresponsible. Um, just doing stupid shit, ordering food whenever, just dumb shit. And, and uh, I think it's, it's still good to have people that live in the same house because, you know, if, if, if you really don't feel too good and, and it, it's nice to occasionally run into your roommates and just have a little chat about how everything's going and it's uh, it's pretty nice, you know, it's, uh, it's it's enough of living alone to be alone, but it's also enough of being with other people that it's not like you're constantly with them like living with your family but it's more that they're here from time to time, and you can see them from time to time, and uh, that, I, I found that pretty cool. But yeah, I accidentally uh, paused the recording because I was just absent I ac- absent-mindedly pressed my space key on my keyboard. That was kind of stupid. <laughs> I was like, wait, why did it stop? Okay, it's all good. I, di- I didn't say anything when I paused the recording. Don't worry, you didn't miss out on any bullshit. It's all good. Another water break. Stay hydrated. It's good to be healthy. And, uh, yeah. I also realized that if you listen to last month's episode, it's been a month now almost, Um, I was... If you remember, um, you don't have to. Don't, don't worry. But, um, I was also watching, um, I was watching this video on YouTube of a snow plowing a tractor casually just plowing the snow in the middle of nowhere in, like, northern Germany or something. And, um, I don't know, it was really soothing for me. But, but, yeah. Now I'm 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 not doing that this time. I'm I'm just I just have background music in my in my in my in my ears. I was going to say in my head but no not in my head in my ears. Um gotta scratch my nose. <laughs> this microphone picks up on a lot. So like when I want to do something, I don't know if you'll hear it or not. So I'll just say I'm doing it like I'm scratching my nose. Like this. I don't know if you heard that. Whatever. Or if I'm, like, re-making my glasses on my head. Like, putting them right on my head, you know? Pushing them back, whatever. Or even when I'm, like... Because I like to move my hands when I talk. And... Because uh, I don't want to just sit there on my chair. My chair doesn't have any armrests, for context. And, and I don't want to just sit on my chair and just have my arms just hanging by my side. Because I'm on a very, very, like, thin chair. So my, I can just, but that is, that feels so weird. Just sitting, (laughs) that's so weird. I can't do that. I have to have my hands on my, on my desk. And now I'm moving my desk. It's a very movable desk. So I'll try not to move it too much. (laughs) Yes, boring stuff. And uh, whoever my neighbors might be able to see me because I have my lights on and I'm just waving my hands kind of all over the place and just talking in front of my computer actually it's probably not that weird it's not as if I was just fucking and then and then they would just see that that's weird I wouldn't do that, don't worry but yes privacy Oof, big word Privacy or privacy, if you're from the UK or you're from the US or you're from any other parts of the world that speak English or however way you say it, um, it's a fun kind of concept. It's like in, in Japan, I believe, you aren't allowed to be naked in your own home unless it's a bathroom because people might see you from outside your house because they have very, very close buildings. And um, it would it's illegal that people see you naked, um, and up to recently, up till recently, I actually learned that France has a very similar rule, and I was very surprised that um, like your neighbors, if they see you walk around naked in your living room or something, they could go um, complain to the police or something, which I find kind of stupid. Um but I don't know I don't I don't find it stupid for Japan, it's a cultural thing, and I don't know the culture over there, so I'm very inexperienced to talk about that. But for France, I I, I don't know, it doesn't seem like it's that shocking culturally at least. um But you know, oh well, you live and you learn, I guess. if your neighbor ever comes knocking at your door saying, hey, stop being naked. Well, firstly, you know that you have a pervert that lives next door. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. You don't have a pervert because they don't want to see you naked. So that's a good thing. Maybe you do want your neighbor to come knocking. I don't know. That's up to you. Um, like, the, the Netherlands just has a completely different view on things. I feel like the Dutch are a lot more... Um, they're a lot more like, you know, if you see something, that's for a problem. Uh, because a lot of the houses and a lot of apartments have a window that's just like at street level. So you can just walk by people's living rooms or whatever. And if they're naked watching TV or fucking on the couch or something, you can just see that. And I have friends that have actually seen that. And that's their problem. It's not really the problem of the people in their own homes. I feel like the Dutch attitude is much more like... I'm in my own place. I'm in my own house. This is your problem if you're if you're seeing me like that. How dare you? You know it's not it's not my fault that you're looking through my window. Which I guess that makes sense. It's just weird. I don't want to be stumbling upon people just buck naked on their couch watching TV. Thankfully my neighbors have like some sort of blinds. So when I walk past their windows, I don't see anything. So it's good. I don't want to see anything. But, you know, differences in cultures, I guess. Everybody's different. So, yeah. Maybe just the idea of Of, prudishness. Prudishness. I can't say words that have this weird R. Royal. I can't say royal. (laughs) I'm fluent in English and I can't say royal. It's it's a word that fucks with my brain. A word. But prudish. The P and the R. Preferably. I can say preferably, but prudish. I don't know. It's a... Language. Language. Language is weird. Let me just... My chair is so uncomfortable, I'm sorry. But, yeah. I don't know. A lot of weird words in life. Oh, I just had a very nice stretch. You should stretch your arms and stretch your back. Don't sit hunched over. I'm such a hypocrite, I do it all the fucking time. I'm very sorry for being hypocritical. I'll try not to be. Besides, you know, it's difficult to be... Hiccups, sorry. I'm not a fish. Sorry. It's so it's it's difficult to be hypocritical when then I criticize everything I do. Oh well. And uh, I'm sorry if I said I am not a fish. It's kinda of, it's a thing I learned where if you have the hiccups, it's because of like a really, really old thing that your body created uh, when we moved out of the water (laughs) I say it's a very big we because we were not humans we were some other form of life but when that form of life moved away from water and started living on ground the hiccup is kind of a remnant of when we lived in the water or when our human or non-human life forms lived on the water and uh to stop having hiccups, you just have to tell yourself that you are not a fish, and you're going to stop having hiccups. And I swear it's true. For it, It's worked every single time for me, and just like two days ago, a friend of mine had hiccups, and I was like, you are not a fish. And she stopped having hiccups. And she was like, wow, it actually worked. So if ever somebody has hiccups around you, just tell them, you are not a fish. Or if you have the hiccups, tell yourself that you are not a fish. Unless you are a fish, and then you have to tell yourself that you are a fish. Unless you want to gaslight yourself into thinking that you are not a fish. Or vice versa, if you want to gaslight yourself into thinking that you are a fish, if you're human. I am currently confusing myself with all these fishes and non-fishes. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. Dr. Seuss. (laughs) Yes. Only people that have high intellectual power can understand Dr. Seuss. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm absolutely kidding. This is not, <laughs> this is not true. Um, yeah. Uh, fucking dumb poetry that I grew up on. Yeah. Oh, well. I think everybody's going a little crazy, but it's a good thing, I feel. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's normal. What is normal? Like, what what even is normality? It's a stupid concept. It's also just a concept. People cannot be normal. Nobody's ever normal, you know? At least for me, nobody can be normal. Because everybody's different. What what can't what's normal if everybody's different? If everybody has different quirks and traits. Not just like physically, but like personalities and like if they have food allergies, for example, they're not normal. And if they have skin allergies, then no, they're not normal. And if they can't wear specific earrings because they're made of Whatever weird metals, then they can't wear that because it irritates their ears. Then they're not normal. Who is normal? Because maybe a person that can wear any type of earrings and a person that doesn't get sunburned and a person that has no allergies could still not be normal. Because what if, you know, I don't know, they have mental issues or they have other disabilities, visual or non-visual. Then they wouldn't be considered normal, for example. I don't know. It's a stupid thing. I don't like normal. Everybody's weird. Everybody's different. But that's cool. That makes everybody kind of special. Everybody's unique. And uh, I I think that's pretty wild. I think that's pretty cool. You're never going to find somebody that's just like you. And that's a good thing. I think it'd be weird and it'd be dangerous if, if everybody found somebody like them. I know for sure I wouldn't want to meet the exact replica of me out in the wild. That's weird. I'd punch myself in the face. Well, I'd, I'd punch the other me in the face. I'd probably punch myself in the face just to make sure I wasn't dreaming. But I don't know, it's weird. But yeah. It's, I don't know the the concept of normalcy is uh, is pretty wicked, wicked in the way that I like I I wouldn't say evil, it's not evil but it's I feel like it's a it's a term that's a bit too scientific, to be able to assign to humans, um, because even in in nature nothing is normal, um, you know. Nothing is... Yeah, things are all different. Um, I don't know. Why am I even talking about this? I don't know. I had something to say about normalcy, I guess. But yeah, penguins are gay. and That's great. I love penguins. Also, fun fact, Benedict Cumberbatch cannot say penguin. Look it up. I swear, it's hilarious. Moving on penguins are gay also I, I think science is wild like nature is wild L- yeah thank you thank you thank you me i'm literally saying the obvious nature is wild the wilderness thank you wow applause please <laughs> this is so stupid uh or me me is stupid um why am i talking about this no like like orcas i believe are um A matriarchy. And it's actually the... Quote-unquote grandmother whales... Or orcas. I think orcas. That lead the pack. And the... The... Female are... Orcas are are all the... The the more... Powerful... Ones in the whole... Packs. um, Like... In the same way like... uh, the more powerful as in like quote-unquote alpha but like i don't i don't like the term alpha it's a very stupid term especially how alpha was used to design to used to refer to wolves until they found out that you know wolves aren't at all alphas or not wolves are very solitary and then they just team up to to to, to hunt because if you hunt there's more meat to eat. Whereas if you're just a lone wolf, then the vultures eat more. And so, the wolf, as a result, has less meat left. Rather than if, you know, there's six wolves, they have more meat to share. So it's more practical. I think, if I remember correctly, this one thing that I read, like, a while ago. I don't know. I think... Uh, I think nature makes fun of conservative assholes in many ways. And therefore, it's worth it. It is very worth it to piss off conservative people. Um, like walking around in Paris wearing a crop top when you look masculine. Hilarious. Absolutely amazing. The amount of old people that I have seen, turn around and look at me like I shouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I love it. It's great. The minute when, you know, old people and conservative people tell you that what you're doing is bad, you're on the right track. Keep going. Keep keep doing it. You got this. I believe in you, bestie. You got this. Yeah. Anywho, I'm just talking about random shit now. Let's open my notebook. My notebook is also so far away from my microphone. I hope it's not too loud, but I swear it's, like, at least two meters away. But anyhow, yeah. I'm just, like, I have, I don't know why, but, like, I have YouTube open in front of me. And I'm just seeing, like, the the base, like, the baseline version of YouTube, like, the just when you open YouTube. And that's what you see all these icons... And all these little individual videos. Videos. Yes. All these individual videos. And I'm not even scrolling through. I've just been looking at the same background for the past 45 minutes. And um, it's kind of funny. Because I'm really looking at every single detail. And I'm like, ooh, this is cool. This is a weird ass movie clip. Or this is a weird ass Fox video. Vox video, not Fox. Why did why the Titanic didn't have enough lifeboats? It probably didn't have any. But that's because... I don't know, actually. That's a very good title for a video. I would click on that. I'm not going to, but I would. Um, yeah. And then there's some, like, Netflix shorts or whatever. Uh, Netflix fucking sucks. I think it's... Like, just recently, I found that they were gonna remove... Password sharing, or whatever, by tracking where your computer is. I don't know. I stopped having Netflix a long while ago, and um, yeah, I don't know. The issue is also that so many new platforms are springing up, but you know, uh, capitalism. That's kind of how the world works, and um, and yeah, like. I don't know, like the how 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 do you say how to say what I want to say. Um, the the fact that so many there's okay there's a lot more competition now in the streaming industry. Which is a I don't want to say a good or a bad thing. It's just the thing. I'm not going to put any value to it. Um, but. Netflix was so used to having such a big audience because they were the only ones for so long and now they're not and they don't realize that they're not they still think that so many people want to stay on Netflix but it's not worth it anymore Netflix is not offering appropriate enough services um, to to keep its, it's baseline of people coming in. Uh, one of the reasons why I stopped paying for Netflix was because it wasn't worth it for me anymore. I was just watching this one show at the end, and when I finished it, I stopped paying for Netflix. I was like, fuck this shit. There's nothing else for me to keep watching. Um, so if you want to watch one thing, then you have to go on this website, and if you want to watch something else, you have to go on that website. So you have, like, The Last of Us on HBO, and you have uh, Hulu, and you have, like any Disney shows on like Disney Plus and now there's Paramount Pictures and Paramount Plus or whatever and uh, Netflix of course and uh, and all kinds of like Amazon Prime if you want to watch um, I don't know what's his name Reacher actually very good series uh, Jack Reacher well the series is called Reacher um, the series, not the movies the movies are shit the movies with Tom what's his name Tom Cruise? Shit movies. He's tiny. If you read the books, Tom Cruise is a shit person for the role. Um, because Jack Creature in the books is this massive hunk of, of, of person. Uh, he's this huge, tall, buff army guy. and um, And Tom Cruise is not a huge, tough, buff, strong army guy. So, shit person for the role. But the series is great. It's absolutely great. Cast is amazing. The way they did it is really nice. But see, to watch that, you'd have to pay for Amazon Prime. And what if you're watching, like, I don't know, Inside Job on Netflix, then you have to wait for something else? So that's like, what? You're paying, like, 10 bucks for Netflix. You're paying 10 bucks for Hulu. You're going to you're, you're start paying, like, 40 or 50 bucks just for being able to watch all your stuff. It's stupid. It's absolutely brainless. Um, but then that's what capitalism gets you. And in, like, ten years or something, probably even less, like, five, this one person will have all the money to just buy every single fucking show. Like, platform. Probably gonna be Bezos. He's gonna just, just gonna buy Netflix. He's gonna buy Hulu. He's gonna buy everything. If he doesn't own them already, probably. And just make a shit ton of money. Whatever. I don't know. It's stupid. And then Netflix is also cancelling all the wrong shows. Like, they cancelled Inside Job Season 2, I think, or Season 3. Which, they had announced the new season of Inside Job, and then they cancelled it. Dick move. Also, it was a good good enough show. Um, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I, I find it absolutely stupid to uh, be paying for all kinds of things. Just stream illegally. I don't condone streaming illegally. I never said I did it. Um... But it could be that it's an alternative, I could say. But um, you heard it here. I never said that I did that, um, clearly. I am a respectable citizen that follows the law, and I watch movies and TV shows on the appropriate means of streaming that rightfully give the money back to the people making the shows clearly obviously because it's not as if they weren't getting paid enough (laughs) it's not like the music industry where spotify pays nothing to their fucking artists which i think is insane unless you're a really 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 good artist if you're on spotify and you don't make if you don't have like that many listeners You're not making any even sense. You're not making anything. I mean, in general, uh, music artists make the most money from tours than they do from their actual music. Maybe from like movie clips, like not movie clips, but like video clips, maybe. But the majority is from their own merch and their tours. That's how they make the bulk of their money. Unless you're called Taylor Swift and then you do your shows through Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster just pockets all the money. Then you're left with nothing. And then that really sucks. But that's in the US. Thankfully, we don't have that here. I don't think. But, gosh, that's that's so dumb. Ticketmaster just pocketing everything. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. I'm not educated enough. Hiccups. I'm not a fish. I have, How many times do I have to say it? I am not a fish. Sorry. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's a... It's an issue. I, I really need to do more research into those kinds of things. But... Yeah, I'll just stay... Stick to art history and have my little opinions about everything and anything and piss you the fuck off. And tell you to listen to this episode. And make you listen to the end. At a gunpoint. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. No, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't have a gun. So. <laughs> that's the worst excuse. I wouldn't do that at gunpoint. Because I don't have a gun. So you're safe. No, I'm kidding. I swear to God, I'm kidding. Uh, there's too many gods to swear to anyways. There's what, like 3,000 go- gods? Gods? I don't know a lot, but I think it's also good. The issue of spirituality. I mean, it's not an issue per se. It's more like a um, like a fact of life. I guess we need (laughs) spirituality. Yes, we need spirituality in life. We need to spit in people's faces. (sighs) Okay, I'm kidding. (laughs) I don't do that. (laughs) Only with consent. (laughs) No. Oh, let's, let's not turn this into, like, a BDSM podcast. Water break. Drink your water. Um, oops, sorry. I'm saying sorry to a cardboard box next to my desk. Um, no, I think, I think um, spirituality is a really, really interesting topic. Like, if, if you talk about it from an ant- anthropologi- anthropological point of view anthropological point of view that word I can't say it you can probably you understand me F- from this point on we're just gonna go from the basis that you understood that word and we'll just pretend I never said it or that I said it correctly you choose whichever version whatever <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be friends don't worry bestie <laughs> um, but I think it's really wild how humans can't make personal relations with more than 120 to 150 people and that's like actually that's like a a biological thing of your brain can't do more than 150 personal relations that's just it try to keep constant relation with 150 people you're not gonna manage with more than 150 people you're not gonna manage that's why Um, nomadic and stentary kind of troops of people back in the day when we were nomadic. um, Those groups of people were never more than 120 to 150 people because once you know more, once you know all these people, you can't add somebody new to the group. So they were just those numbers of people. And at some point, you know, something happened to be able to have complete sedent- sed- sedentary, 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 I think it's sedentary, sedentary lives when people settled and uh, lived in quote-unquote cities. Uh, I don't think that they had like cities per se, or at least the mod- not the modern version of cities, but the social idea of a city. Or the concept, I guess, um, and and the way that these sedentary settlements were formed um, was not by uniting the people to each other with those one hundred and fifty relations, but uniting the people to one common idea, and that was that that that's how religion came to be. Um, if you 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 have to read the book by uh, Yuval Noah-Aris. Uh, Y-U-V-A-L space N-O-A-H space H-R-I-I-S. I believe that's his last name. I'm not sure, but I believe that is. And he wrote a book called Sapiens and talks about it in great detail. Super fascinating. I highly recommend. Um, and in that, he talks about precisely that and how It was only by uniting everybody under one common religion that you can get bigger groups of people living in the same place. Because even if they don't know each other, they all believe in the same idea. And that's what brought them together. So you didn't have to make all those relations, or more than those relations. You just had to have that. And so, you know, it can be super simple, like believing that the sun brings us light it brings us warmth so we will believe in the sun being there tomorrow we believe that the sun will rise again tomorrow and be there to give us light and be there to give us warmth and be there to help our crops grow for example and we believe that the rain will come periodically and grow help grow our crops and so on help water our crops and help us give us help give us additional water if we're not next to a river for example i don't know and that kind of transitioned from having a natural, like a quote-unquote natural religion, a religion with um, natural elements to it, um, that went from that natural part to a more spiritual kind of religion, with uh, like the, the pharaohs, for example, in Egypt, or mythology in Greece, or mythology in, 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 in the Roman Empire, or Christianity, and so on and Buddhism, Judaism, and so on, and there are so many more religions, even before that, that I have no idea about, and I'm very poorly educated on from pre-Western religions, and even like pre-Chinese religions, I guess, in a way. Um, but, But there's a whole kind of world of spirituality that has always existed, and it could be argued that it was also for that reason for the reason of joining more people together and not just for the idea of looking for a purpose or looking for morality or rules to to live by and uh, i think it's pretty 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 interesting but yeah that that book sapiens i highly recommend to it's it's a, it's a great great book um And it talks about that in a lot more detail. Um, But yeah. In any case, spirituality is is really interesting. It's also the way to look at the world. And to look at yourself. You know? Um, How to look into yourself. And that brings in, perhaps, philosophy as well. But... Yeah, spirituality is, is, I believe it's a a common kind of core belief. It's a core element to humanity that plays a role in shaping our world, in shaping our points of view. I don't know, maybe it's just getting late and I'm going more and more off topic, but you know what? Maybe I'll just look more into it, and I might talk about it some more in the next episode. Because... Eh, it's been about an hour. Something like that. So, I think... I shall vacate my premises. And leave all you beautiful listeners to, to either... Go sleep, or go eat, or drink some more water and stay hydrated, or go live, go about living your lives, I guess. For my part, I shall probably go sleep, because it is 9 thirty or something, one a.m. Let me check. Yeah. It's one a.m. Chill, chill. Or rustig, uh, as, uh, as we say in, in Dutch. I'm running Dutch now, you can't stop me. Anywho, take care, see you in the next episode, and uh, as the beautiful Dutch people say, aan." and uh, peace out, see you later.